Men on the front lines. Men on the front lines. Men on the front lines. We call for these mighty men of valor. The Lord put a vision in my heart for a new movement amongst men in the body of Christ. The Lord says that I'm going to make champions out of those who would gather unto me. And I believe what men on the front lines will do. And I see it going into the nations. He's going to raise the bar among men. It's time for heroes to arise. I'm Robert Hodgkin, and this is Heroes Arise. Men on the Front Lines, social media broadcast, equipping, encouraging, and empowering you to arise as the hero, warrior, and champion that God created you to be. You matter, you are important, and you have a key role to play for the kingdom and the earth. So thank you for joining me again this week so we can continue to pour into you. And what I want to talk about this week is a newsworthy topic, pardon the pun, but I want to talk about what news should Christians be listening to? You know, I get this question every once in a while, things like, hey, is it okay to be online and looking at the Q reports? Or should I be listening to conservative news like Fox News? Or should I be listening to all sorts of news to get all sorts of perspectives? Because, you know, God heart co God's heart covers the gamut of things. So should I, should I be listening to MSNBC and NPR? Well, I want to talk about that this week. What news should we be listening to? But just before I get into that, I've got a couple quick announcements for you. First of all, I want to remind you that um, we're continuing to do our free webinar series. As many of you know, in addition to being the founder of Men on the Front Lines and, and Robert Hodgkin Ministries, I serve as one of the core leaders of Patricia King Ministries. And, and as part of that ministry, Patricia and I have been doing this free equipping webinar series every single month. I do a month and she does a month. And it's mostly on equipping for the supernatural, equipping for uh, spiritual warfare, equipping to be effective uh, for the kingdom in the earth and the season that we're in right now. And this month, actually this week, this coming Thursday and for no, this, yeah, this coming Thursday and Friday of this week, Patricia is continuing our series and it's her month and she's doing weapons of warfare. So she's going to be teaching you on highlighting to you, equipping you and empowering you with the weapons of warfare that we have for this season are weapons that are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds and boy, do there need to be some strongholds pulled down. So that's this Thursday and Friday, which would be, let's see, uh, today's the 26th, so it's the 28th and the 29th. Um, the 28th and the 29th of, of this month of April, Thursday and Friday evening at 5.30 p.m. I'm recording this show a day early, so this is, when I'm recording it, it's Tuesday, April 26th, but you'll hear and see it on Wednesday, uh, April 27th. So it's the next day, Thursday, and then Friday at 5.30 p.m. And all you have to do is go to patriciakingministries.com, click the events link, and you'll see the banner or you'll see the title Weapons of Warfare. Completely free, 100% free, but you got to register so that our webmaster can send you the link 
for the private channel we stream those free webinars on. You're not going to want to miss it, Weapons of Warfare. And then my other announcement for you is the one we do every single week. Do me a favor, like, share, subscribe, especially go to the Robert Hodgkin YouTube and Rumble channels and subscribe to those. That way you'll get notifications whenever we upload new content and it's super easy for you to find. You can see them by playlists of the, the, the Heroes Arise playlist, the God's Top 5 playlist, the Word Up playlist, the Ask Robert playlist, all the content so easy to find. You can search by topic right there on the channel. If you're looking for a specific prophetic word or prayer on a certain topic, it's all easy to find on the YouTube channel. The Rumble channel is also easy to find. You just scroll right down through it. But also, even if you're if you're watching on the Facebook uh, stream, which we're trying to move people from the Facebook stream over to the other channels, A, because it's easier to find, but also because we've noticed that however uh, Facebook has changed their algorithm, it seems to be squelching our feed and our reach where we used to get anywhere from 3,500 to 5,000, even sometimes 10,000 people a week for the show. Now we're usually hitting about one to 2,000 tops. So we're trying to get it so that you'll be, more you'll be more easily notified every time something comes out. But even if you're watching on Facebook, like, share, subscribe there, and do the same for the podcast. Because if you only catch us on video, realize you can take Heroes Arise with you. We not only stream it as a video cast, but we stream it as a podcast and almost every podcast platform. So when you follow or subscribe and you like and you share and you leave five-star reviews, it triggers the algorithm and it helps us get word out. All right, so let's jump into this topic. What news should Christians be listening to? And actually, I want to tweak that just a bit because we can talk about what news. Is it okay to be to listen to CNN and NPR and, and MSNBC, or is that all fake news? Is it okay to listen to Fox News and, and One America News and, and, and Newsmax, or is that all just conservative news? Well, all of that is the report of the world. And, and every single channel is going to have its own agenda or its own perspective. And that's okay. They're allowed to have that. But we need to understand that all of that news is the report of the world. What we're hearing is what is going on in the world or what we're being told is going on in the world. Is it fake news? I think some of it is. But what we really need to catch is it's, it's not about pointing fingers and saying, is this fake news? Is that fake news? It, we need to understand this is all information. And we need to learn how to disseminate information. It's like uh, uh, a couple of years ago, somebody asked me and said, is it okay for a Christian to be looking at QAnon reports, and I don't understand what all the 4chan and 8chan stuff is, but I guess that's one of the ways you find out about it. And they were very concerned. Then they said, well, that could be twisted, and that could have a, a twisted perspective, or it could be manipulated, or they could be trying to do thing, or it could be a, a this or a that. And I thought, well, but that's the same with all the reports out there. You know, we don't know if we're getting real news every single time from CNN or Fox. We don't know that, that there's not an agenda or there's not a push behind that. There probably is. 
You know, um, I would expect that there is. That it's the world. But all we can do is hear from them, get information from them, some true, some false, some spun, some straight. But we have to understand the most important thing for us to be listening to is the report of heaven, the report of God in the midst of all that's going on. The news that we have to be listening to more than anything else is the report of heaven. And I want to look at some examples of this and why it's so important. Think about in Matthew 16, we've got this great story of, of when Jesus is walking with the disciples, and I love how this whole thing plays out, starting in around verse 20 or 21, when Jesus says, who does the world say that I am? What's the report of the world? What's the news of the day about me? And they say, well, some say you're Elijah, and some say you're this prophet, and some say you're that prophet, and some say you're a rabbi and a teacher and this and that. Jesus gives no place to that. And that's not him being in denial or him ignoring. It's him mentoring. Because remember, Jesus is always mentoring. He's always rabbying. He's always discipling. He's always teaching. He's always modeling. So the next question is, who do you say that I am? And, and he asked this of Simon or Peter. He says, Simon Barjona, who do you say that I am? And Simon says, you are the Messiah. You are the Christ. And Jesus's response is, well done, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but your father in heaven. Now, this is key. Before we go any further, I want to look at this, because Jesus is mentoring on what news should you be listening to as a believer? What report should you give heed to as a believer? Because where does he start? What's the report of the day? What's the world saying about me? What's the world telling you about me and my plans and why I'm here and who I am and what I'm up to? And it's all these different things. And he doesn't give place to that. He's teaching them, look, you can be aware of what the world is saying. It's okay to be aware of what the world is saying. And it's good to know what's going on in the world because you're here to be my solution for the world in this hour. So we don't want to put our, we don't want to, we don't want to uh, uh, put our head in the sand. We don't want to duck our head in the sand and hide from everything. We want to be aware of what's going on in the world. But even while we're aware of what's going on in the world, we want to be listening to the report of God, the report of heaven in regards to those things, because we're not here to get irritated, frustrated, angry about all that. We're here to deal with it. We're here as God's kingdom come conduits. We're here as his dominion stewards in the earth. We're here as his difference makers and his solution bringers. So we need to be connecting with him so that, and, and hearing his report above everything else so that we can do that, getting his strategies, his blueprints, his tactics, his battle plans. And this is what he's mentoring on. Who does the world say that I am? Okay, notice I'm not even getting into a debate about it. Now, who do you say that I am? And what's really interesting is that he, that he asked Peter, because we've got this great picture of Simon, you know, who becomes Peter actually in this moment, he becomes Peter when, when, when Jesus declares, I'm renaming you the rock, but we're not there yet. Let's back up just a bit. It says, Simon Barjona, who, who do you say that I am? And he says, you are the Messiah. You are the Christ. He says, well done, Simon Barjona for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, and the world has not revealed this to you, but your Father in heaven. You learn to listen past the world. You learn to hear past the report of your flesh, because notice he's asking Peter, 
The same guy that he asked, you know, we see this great picture in Matthew 4 and in the Gospel of Mark as well, where when Jesus walks up to uh, 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 Peter and Andrew and James and John, he sees that they believe and he says, hey, lay down your nets and follow me. He's not inviting them to come and believe that he's the Messiah. He sees that they have the revelation. He sees they've caught the, the truth of heaven, that this is the waited for Messiah. So he says, lay down your nets, come follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. But when he sees that they believe, when he sees that they know he is Messiah, he says, not come believe in me, but I see that you believe, now come and follow me. Let me teach you how to do kingdom. Let me raise you up as what will be my church in the earth, what will become the first, the, the beginnings of my body in the earth when I go home to heaven to ascend completely, utterly, and totally victoriously to the right hand of the Father and send my spirit to fill you so the church becomes my body in the earth. So he's now saying, when he says, who do you say that I am? He's really saying in this moment, with all that we've walked through, with all that's going on right here, right now, we've been through some stuff, Peter. You've seen some stuff, Peter. There's some stuff going on, man. Not everything has gone according to how you thought it was going to go. In this moment, right here, right now, who do you say that I am? What report are you going to listen to? Well, the world reports that you're just a prophet. The world reports that you're only a rabbi. The world reports that you're a heretic, a witch, a false prophet, uh, 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 all these things that the world is saying, different, different uh, reports. You could look at it as different channels. You could look at it as CNN saying this, Fox is saying this, OAN saying that, you know, MSNBC saying that, NPR just had a report that you're this. And he, and he says, but who do you say that I am? And Peter doesn't declare from the report of the world that's saying all these things. He doesn't give the report of his flesh that's like, you know, man, I don't know who you are. I thought I knew who you were, but we've gone through stuff. Nothing's really gone the way I thought it would. And yeah, I've seen you do some crazy stuff, but I really thought that this and this and this would be taken care of by now. I don't know who you are, man. So he listens past his flesh and Jesus says, well done, because the world, flesh and blood, that's not the report you're listening to. You're listening to the report of your father in heaven. You're listening to the report of heaven that I am the Messiah. And upon this rock, I will build my church. Now, we've talked about this before. Lots of great teaching over the years, over the, over the decades, over the, over the centuries of Christianity have gone, have been taught from this scripture, meaning that upon the revelation that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, he will build his church. And that's absolutely right and true. I want to share with you, though, especially in the context of what we're talking about, there's an additional layer of revelation I think we can extract from this. Absolutely, the church of Jesus Christ is built on the revelation that Jesus Christ is the one and only Messiah. But in the context of the conversation that Jesus is talking about, I think he's saying as well, because he goes into, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. And I think that's especially 
prevalent, it's especially prevalent, it's not the right word, important in the context of what we're talking about, what report, what news should we be listening to? Should we give heed to? Should we, should we make our foundation in the midst of all that's going on in the world? Well, absolutely the truth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that Jesus Christ is Messiah, but also not the report of the world. Not the report of CNN, not the report of MSNBC, not the report of NPR, not the report of Fox News, not the report of OAN, not the report of Newsmax. Even if you agree politically or socially or whateverly with that reporter or that take or that news segment or that headline, that should not be your foundational truth. But and and certainly not the report of your flesh, because man, right now with all that's going on in the country and all that's going on. In our government and all that's going on in our school system and all that's going on in tech and big business and this and that and around the world, if we listen to the report of our flesh, our foundational truth is going to be irritation, frustration, discouragement, despair, depression. Oh, God, I thought that this would be taken care of by now, or I thought you were going to do it this way by now, God, or why is this wicked one prospering and it seems like your righteous are suffering? Oh, woe is me. Oh, angry is me. Oh, frustrated is me. But when we listen past, when we choose to hear past, listen past, give place to past the report of the world, the news of the world, the declaration of the world, when we choose to listen past, hear past, give place to past the response of our flesh, the report of our flesh, the news of our flesh, the headline of our flesh, I'm irritated, I'm frustrated, I'm despairing, and we listen to what the report of heaven is. We listen to what our heavenly father has to say about the situation. That is the rock that Jesus will establish his church upon in such a way that the gates of hell cannot prevail. Because what is most of that news that we get irritated, frustrated, discouraged, or despairing about? It's a gate of hell. It's wickedness or unrighteousness prospering in our government or business or the school system or a, a, a wicked agenda that seems to be getting stronger instead of, instead of being dispersed. We're here to tear those things down. We're here to deal with those things. We're here to, to, to lay hold of all that we've been given in Christ to slay the giants in the land. But the first thing we got to do what we do that from to make sure the gates of hell don't prevail in us so that then through us the gates of hell don't prevail on the earth is we need to be giving place to and heed to the report of heaven way more than the news of the world or the reactions of our flesh. And this is what Jesus, I believe, is discipling the disciples in so that they can be world changers, so they can be solution bringers, so they can be difference makers, so they can be kingdom come conduits, so they can be ones who loose into the earth what has been loosed from heaven and bind in the earth what has been bound in heaven. But if we're just reacting and we're just giving place to the report of the world and, and in that frustration and despair and discouragement, we're going to think the best thing we can do is hide out and hang on or duck and cover as opposed to real realizing, no, I should be listening to the news to know what's going on in the world so that I can partner with God 
to listen to his report above anything else. So I get his strategy, his tactic, his battle plan, his blueprint. So these gates of hell don't prevail because I'm actually here to deal with the things that the news of the world is reporting or twisting or perverting or false newsing, whatever it is, God can let me know. God can let you know, how are we to respond to this? What, what is heaven's declaration in the midst of this? Now, here's what's interesting. Peter totally gets this, right? And, and Peter, or Jesus says, well done, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but your father in heaven, way to go, man, you got it. It's exactly right. The report you should be listening to is the report of heaven, and you did it. Well done. You are this example. In this moment, you are the example. You are my rock. I'm going to build my church upon, yes, the revelation that I'm Messiah, yes the, yes, the realization that you give place to the report of heaven over the report of your flesh and over the report of, of the, the world, but also I'm going to use you as a model, as my rock that I can build upon, because when you do it like you just did it, the gates of hell will not prevail, and it's this glorious moment, but then it's not, what, um, a handful of uh, scriptures later, a handful of sentences later, where all of a sudden now after that, in, in verse 21 and 22 of Matthew 16, Jesus starts to give them the news. And he says, hey, here's what's going to happen. All right, you guys, I'm so proud of you. And you, you're, you're getting how to do kingdom in the earth. You're allowing me to mentor you. You're, you're listening past the report of the world. You're, 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 you're responding beyond your flesh and actually responding from heaven and from faith. I'm so proud of you. Let me let you know what's going on. From here, we're going to go on into Jerusalem. And then in Jerusalem, I'm going to be arrested. I'm going to be taken to trial. I'm going to be beaten and scourged and lied about and spit upon. And I'm actually going to be found guilty in this trial. And I'm going to be hung on a cross and I will die uh, on the cross. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be executed on the cross. But three days later, I will arise from the dead. And now what's interesting is here's Peter, and he says, he takes Jesus aside and says, Lord, may none of this happen to you. And Jesus basically says, whoa, 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 whoa. You just did the opposite of what you just learned. And here's what I think happened. I think G or Peter heard the report of going to get arrested, going to be uh, uh, mistreated, going to be found guilty, going to be crucified, and going to die. And he couldn't hear past any of that, metaphorically or literally, because he doesn't hear. He must not have heard him say, and three days later, I will rise from the dead. All this is going to happen, but three days later, I will rise from the dead, and everything that we've been talking about will come to pass. But Peter takes him aside, and it says, and began to rebuke Jesus, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this shall never happen to you. So Peter is, like, like I said, he's now doing the exact opposite of what he just learned. He's hearing the report of what's going to happen. And he's, he's listening to the response of his flesh to that first part of arrested, um, found guilty, beaten, scourged, mistreated, crucified, die. But he can't hear the report of heaven, which is, but three days later, 
I will rise from the dead. And what I take from this and what I want to give you guys to help equip, encourage and empower you is it's not that Peter forgot everything. It's just that sometimes there's areas it's easier for us to do these things in than in other areas. Like for Peter, it was very easy to hear that Jesus is the Messiah and that he, he's come to, to deal with everything that, that, and to empower us to be his solution bringers and difference makers in the earth. But then when it came to the report of the, the trials along the way, Peter got caught up and he couldn't hear past the report of the trials to hear the report of heaven. But three days later, I will rise from the dead. So what I want to encourage you in is, is ask Holy Spirit to help you, help you see patterns, help me see patterns, where there are certain things where it's harder for us to get past the report of the world or the response of our flesh to hear the report of heaven. It's harder for us to, to hear past what that least favorite politician is doing, or that that one tech giant that we think is the wicked problem in the earth or this education system or whatever that we realize that we allow that to be something where we either get so caught up in the report of the, the news report about it of what's going on or what they're doing or what they're twisting or what they're lying to us about or their latest wickedness or we get so caught up in the response of our flesh to that of frustration irritation anger discouragement will the wicked never get their recompense god that it's harder for us to hear the report of heaven, help, ask Holy Spirit to help you see that and understand that. Because it's not about condemnation. It's about freedom. It's about becoming more effective. It's about realizing, wait, in these areas or this topic or with this person or with this political party or with this whatever channel, fill in the blank. God wants to give you a strategy to get past that limitation of not being able to hear past the report of the news or the response of the flesh. I'll give you a quick example that's not about a specific person or anything, but it was back around the election. And I was interceding a lot in the election, fasting and praying a lot during the election. I was putting out decrees. Many of you prayed them along with me. Um, and, and yet, as more and more went on, it, the, the report seemed more and more unjust and more and more unfair. And at one point, I got really frustrated. And I remember the evening I was looking at some uh, headlines and Yuri was coming up the stairs and I got really frustrated and irritated and said something. And Yuri was like, honey, what's going on with you? I, I, I heard you. And I said, oh, man, I'm sorry. It's just I'm really frustrated. I'm really irritated. I've been reading these news headlines. And she chuckled and smiled at me. And she said, honey, turn off the, the news apps. Stop looking at the headlines for a while. Take a break. Why? Because I wasn't able I'd hit a point of frustration. I'd hit a point of irritation where I wasn't able to hear past the, the news. And these were, these were news channels that were, you know, in line with my approach, as it were. So it's not like I was reading the, the, the twisted lies of the enemy camp. It was just news about what was going on. But I was getting frustrated. I was getting irritated. And the report that I, uh, that I was listening to so I could deal with those things in the spirit, I wasn't dealing with them in the spirit. 
I wasn't, I wasn't listening past the response of my flesh to hear the report of heaven and the strategy of heaven. And when I just, when I, when Yuri said, honey, just turn off the news apps for a while. I did, I did it for a couple months and it actually made my prayers more effective because now I was able to tune all of that out not deny it, not ignore it, but tune it out so that I could hear better. So instead of getting all that frustration and not listening past it, it was easier for me to get back in that place of faith and hear what God's plan was to be encouraged, to be reminded that he's still large in charge and sovereign and had a plan, and that he often does things different than I am expecting. So he might be doing all of this to expose things that wouldn't have been exposed if things had gone a different way, but more just getting in back into that place of trust and faith so I could hear his plan, so I could hear his heart, so I could listen to the report of the word and the report of heaven and get back into making faith-filled decrees of the word of God that are going to shift things in the earth. An example of this would be um, Jesus himself shows us again, mentoring, discipling, rabbiing all the time. And we know the story in Mark where Jairus risks everything. Jairus is a temple official, a synagogue official, and he risks everything um, by going to Jesus because it, it went, if, if, it, if it gets out in the synagogue, in the temple, that he's gone to Jesus, he's going to lose everything. He's going to lose his reputation. He's going to lose his position, his title, his standing, but he's willing to risk it all because he loves his daughter more than he loves his place, position, or title. So he's willing to risk everything by go to Jesus and say, hey, I hear that, you know, you are a healer. So I'm asking you, will you come and heal my daughter? And Jesus says, yes, absolutely. And Jairus is thrilled. He's like, he put it all on the line for his daughter. Jesus says, yes. Jesus says he's going to come to his house. He's going to heal his daughter. This is awesome. But then they hit a delay. And we all know the story. It's the woman with the issue of blood. She pulls on the hem of Jesus's garment. He stops. They have this great conversation where she's healed by her faith. You all know the story. I don't need to go into it. But that causes what seems like a delay. And the next thing that happens is a servant from Jairus's house shows up and says, there's no need to trouble the master any longer. There's no need to trouble the rabbi any longer. Your daughter has died. So this hits Jairus like a ton of bricks. Jairus has risked everything to see his daughter healed by the, the rabbi that all of his colleagues are saying is a false prophet, a heretic, a this or that, but he doesn't care. He is willing to believe in Jesus because Jesus heals and he wants his daughter healed. Jesus says, yes, is going to do it. But now there's been this delay and he finds out his daughter's dead. I think Jairus was crushed. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't fall to the ground and think I've risked everything. I put everything on my, on the line. I don't care about any of that. I cared about my daughter and now she's dead. But Jesus comes and stands over him and says something really interesting. It says, he says, fear not, only believe. But just before that, let me read this. So there's no need to trouble the master any longer. Your daughter has died. This is what's important. I think I, this is out of the Passion Translation of Mark, 30, Mark 5, 35 to 37. But Jesus refused to listen to what they were told. So the, the official or the servant from Jairus's house shows up and says, hey, the news of the day, the report of the world, the headline, your daughter's dead. And Jairus hears it and is crushed. Jesus refuses to listen 
to what they were told. And he, because he's listening to the report of heaven, he knows what's going to happen. He's not denying the news, but he's refusing to let it be the report that he bases his response on. He refuses to listen what they were told. And then he goes over to Jairus and says, fear not, only believe. What is he saying? He's saying, hey, right now, I realize that you've been hit hard because you chose to listen to the news, because the news came to you and you chose to grab hold of that and let that be your foundational truth that your daughter's dead. I am here to tell you there is a greater report. There is a greater news station, news broadcast. It's the report of my heavenly father. It's the report of heaven. And I am telling you, if you can listen past to what the world is saying, if you can listen past to how you're flesh and emotions are responding. The report of heaven is fear not, only believe. I know you came for a healing, but if you'll continue walking with me, believe the report of heaven, believe in who I am, believe in what I'm here to do, believe in that more than the news report of your daughter being dead, more of the flesh and soul response to that very difficult truth. But if you'll continue walking with me, you'll see something even greater. And boy, did he. And this is what we need to be doing in this hour. We need to be able to get up and shake off the news report of this this latest wickedness, this latest unrighteousness, this latest betrayal, this latest whatever, this latest plot ploy and, and, and assignment of dark powers and principalities that are trying to, to take over our nations and realize that God is allowing us to see all of this so clearly so that we can deal with it so that we can be the ones to partner with him so these gates of hell that have prevailed for so long behind the scenes and are now being exposed so clearly so that we can see them and not be undone by them and not listen to that report of what's going on or listen to the response of our flesh and soul because of that report. But we will listen to the report of heaven, and we will declare that that news is the news that we will give heed to above everything else. The other news, it's just so we can be aware of what's going on, but it won't become our foundational truth. And the response of our flesh and the response of our soul frustration, irritation, anger, despair, discouragement, that will not become our foundational truth. But the report of heaven, the report of our heavenly father will become our foundational truth. Because if that is the case, if we're willing to let the report of heaven and the report of our heavenly father be the news we listen to more than any other news, then the gates of hell shall not prevail. And we will actually see the powers and principalities that are being exposed, torn down, because we are here to deal with them, not with carnal weapons, but weapons that are mighty in God for the pulling down of the strongholds that are being exposed. I hope that's an encouragement to you. Hey, one other thing I'll give you, just as an example to keep you encouraged, because you know um, sometimes one of the other reasons that we get frustrated or all of a sudden the news of, of, of CNN or MSNBC or Fox News or the report of the day gets overwhelming to us or the response of our flesh to it gets overwhelming to us is because it feels like, I thought we had a promise from God. I thought I understand how this was going to go. And that can be really frustrating. But that's why one of my favorite 
uh, uh, parts of the Old Testament, especially in seasons of warfare like we're in right now, warfare in the natural and warfare in the spirit, is Joshua 6. And in Joshua 6, remember in Joshua 1, where Joshua is being launched out into leadership to lead the nation into um, the promised land, to lead the nation into the changes they've been believing for for a generation, right, for 40 years. Um, God tells Joshua, everywhere you go, you'll be on land that I have given you. You'll be on ground that I have given you. And you can know that no enemy will ever be able to stand their ground against you, that no enemy, every enemy you ever stand against will be defeated because I am, I am with you. And no enemy can stand against you because I, your God, am with you. Now, here it is a few chapters later in Joshua 6. And right from the top, when they approach the city of Jericho, it says, now Jericho was shut up tight like a drum. But then in, in, in that's Jericho, that, that, that's Joshua 6.1. Then in Joshua 6.2, it says, and I love this, it says, but the Lord, let me read this to you. Now, the gates of Jericho were tightly shut. No one was allowed to go in or out, but the Lord said to Joshua, so the, the, the report of the world is the gates of Jericho are shut up tight like a drum. No one's allowed to go in or out. Jericho is one of the uh, greatest cities in the world, one of the most fortified cities in the world at this point, and, and it is fortified to the max, and Joshua walks up to it and sees this, and that's the report of the world. That's the CNN headline, the, the Fox News uh, lead report. But then Joshua 6 2 start, starts with, But the Lord said to Joshua, I've given you Jericho, its king, and all of its mighty warriors. I love this because God doesn't even say, Hey, it's no big deal. He says, No, 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 I get it. It's a big city and it's really well fortified and the walls are really high and the walls are really thick and there's tons of weapons and there's tons of warriors. But what report are you going to listen to? Are you going to listen to the report of your eyes? Are you going to listen to the report of your flesh? Are you going to listen to the report of the circumstances? Are you going to listen to the report of the Lord? Because I say, but despite all that, I have given you Jericho, its king, and all of its mighty warriors. So again, I love that God doesn't say, and you know, the warriors that he's, no, they're mighty warriors, but I have given it to you. Are you willing to believe the report. Will you believe the report of God? Will you believe the report of heaven? Or will you believe the report of the circumstances or the response of your flesh more than that report? And Joshua had to make a big decision. He had to decide, am I going to believe what God told me back in Joshua 1, that everywhere I go, I am on land that God has given me. I am on ground that God has given me. Again, I'm going to believe the report of heaven right now, reminding me, despite how things look, but how things look, God has given me the city. And I love the process God leads him through, because God says, here's what I want you to do. I know there's a little bit of a process that's got to go on for you. So I want you to walk around the city with all of Israel once a day for the next six days. And then on the seventh day, I want you to raise a shout and blow the shofar. Now, here's what's interesting. That's what, that, that was God's instruction. But I just recently looked at Joshua 6.1 again, and I love this aspect of it because we know that they decide to walk around the city once a day for six days in silence. But I realized as I looked at Joshua 6 again, it wasn't God saying, stay silent. It's actually Joshua telling the people, when you walk around once a day 
for six days. I want you to be totally silent. Why? Because he doesn't want him murmuring. He doesn't want him complaining. He doesn't want him gossiping. He doesn't want him reinforcing negatives. Like, what the heck are we doing, man? How is this going to work, man? Have you seen those walls, man? Have you seen those mighty warriors? Have you seen all those weapons? This is nuts. No, he shuts that negative talk down. And that's what we need to do. We need to shut down the murmuring, the complaining, the, the getting on social media and murmuring, complaining. We need to take authority over the thoughts in our own head when that negative talk gets going and go back to, but the Lord says, I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. And what's the end result of this? Then on the seventh day, after shutting down all that negative talk, negative chatter, and choosing to believe the report of the Lord, getting back into that place of faith and faith-filled and hope-fueled expectation of but the Lord, to believe the report of the Lord over the report of the circumstances and the response of the flesh, they raise up a shout and they blow the shofar and the strongholds of the enemy come crumbling down. We need to understand that what the news is for us right now is it's simply the report of the strongholds of the enemy. We're to see it, we're to be aware of it, so we can deal with it. And one of the main ways we're going to deal with this is to take authority over our mind, will, and emotions. If you haven't read my book, Winning the Battle for Your Mind, Will, and Emotions, let me grab one for you. I highly recommend it. This book will help you so much with exactly what we're talking about. It will help you unlock the supernatural power of your mind, your will, and your emotions. So that you can not only take control of your thoughts, get back into control of your emotions, get back into control of your responses and reactions and choices that you make, but it will unlock the supernatural power so that you're receiving the report of the Lord above all else. And then you, instead of murmuring, complaining, being afraid, getting, you know, wasting time, flaming people on Facebook, you can then believe the report of the Lord and you raise up a shout or you make a decree or you're in your prayer chair and you pray, but you know that you know that you know, because you've chosen to believe, to listen to, to watch, to, 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 to grab hold of and believe the report of your heavenly father, the report of heaven, the report of the word of God over the news of your circumstances and the response of your flesh, the strongholds of the enemy will come down and the gates of hell will not prevail. So what news should Christians be listening to in these strategic, epic, historic days? Any news you want, as long as it never supersedes the real report that you should be listening to, which is the report of heaven, the report of your heavenly father. I hope that was a help to you this week. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Heroes Arise. Don't forget later this week, Thursday and Friday, 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, both evenings, um, we'll be doing the Weapons of Warfare free webinar. Go to patriciakingministries.com uh, to register for that. If you don't see the banner right at the top of the, the landing page, you can click on the events link and you'll find the link to Weapons of Warfare. Click on that, register for that, totally free. Can watch it live or watch it later on demand at your convenience. And also please remember, 
to go to the Robert Hodgkin YouTube channel, Rumble channel, like, share, subscribe, do the same thing with the Heroes Arise podcast and the Word Up podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Search for it, uh, 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 subscribe, follow, and share, leave five-star reviews. It triggers the algorithm and does great stuff. And it's a big, big help to us. And hey, while you're on the internet, why don't you go to roberthodgkin.com. You can get more information, uh, a whole bunch of links. Um, uh, uh, it'll help you navigate to all the different things we've just been talking about. Plus there's resources for you. And of course, there's a free download for you right there on the homepage. And while you're there, do me a favor, click the donate button and give. So into, even, even, if, it, even if you sign up for just a couple bucks a month or something like that, or a one-time donation of $5, everything we do, we're doing for free. All the content we're creating and putting out there, we put it on the internet for free. And we're really grateful um, to be able to serve you that way. If you're in a position to help that and sow a few dollars here or there, or even sign up as a monthly partner for a few dollars a month or $5, a month or ten dollars a month you can do all that right on roberthodgkin.com and it would be a very very big help and great blessing god bless you thanks so much for being with me for this episode of heroes arise i'll see you again next week ready for more go to roberthodgkin.com for more teachings more resources and more information about robert hodgkin ministries and men on the front lines